0: Welcome to Discovering the Bible. Today we want to speak about two Bible verses in the letter of James, James 1 verse 16 and 17. Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. James gives the warning here, do not be deceived. And I think this is a very appropriate warning even for us today. If somebody tries to deceive us, he tries to make us accept something as truth, which is a lie. He wants to make us believe that something is good for us, which actually is very bad for us. And of course such a person does this for his personal gain, not for our good. We could also simply say somebody tricks us into doing something or believing something. And that exactly that what James warns us here about. Do not be deceived. Do not be deceived concerning the goodness of God. And you might ask the question now, oh, is that even possible? Why, why, why should I be deceived about the goodness of God? Well, yes, Satan is the one that deceives us, deceives us about the goodness of God. The Lord Jesus Christ says there is none good but one, and that is God. And that is exactly what Satan tries to question. He deceives us into believing, making us to believe that God is not good. But James here says that every good gift, every perfect gift, comes from above, from the Father of lights. But so many times Satan comes and tries to deceive us, that God is not good, and that he does not good give us good things. And he does so from the very beginning of the history of mankind. If we go to Genesis chapter 3, we will exactly see that. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 13, we read, And the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? That is, after Eve had eaten of the forbidden fruit. And the woman said, The serpent, which is Satan, deceived me, and I ate. So her excuse why she ate of the fruit is that Satan deceived her. And in a way that is true, Satan did deceive her. Nonetheless, Eve was responsible, and also when Satan deceives us and tries to deceive us, we are still responsible. But Satan did deceive her, and, and actually two times in the New Testament, in the second epistle of, to the Corinthians and in First Timothy, we read that Satan deceived Eve. What had happened? Actually, there are two steps which we can trace to understand how Satan operated in order to deceive Eve. And the first thing is he questions the authority of God. In chapter 3, verse 1, we read the first time Satan approaches Eve and he asks a question. He said, has God indeed said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Well, yes, God has said that. But now Satan came along and he questions that. He questions the authority of God. He questions the word of God. And that is something that he still does today. Is that really a sin? Has God really forbidden that? Is that really sinful? And we need to be very careful, because Eve, she, yes, she says what God has said, but she adds something to the Word, and that's the first deviation from the Word of God, and that is very dangerous. If we deviate from the Word of God, that's the first step into being deceived by Satan. satan succeeds with his first question if deviates from what god has said because she says we shall not eat nor touch it that's not what god has said but then satan proceeds and in verse um four he says then the serpent said to the woman you will not surely die for God knows that in the day you eat of it your eyes will be opened and you will be like God knowing good and evil. And that is exactly the deception of Satan. That is exactly uh, what what he's also doing today. He's questioning not only the authority of God, but he's questioning the goodness, the loving kindness of God, he's questioning that God actually is love. First of all, he makes God a liar. He says, "You shall surely not die." That is exactly the contrary of what God has said in chapter two, verse seventeen. I believe he said, "The day you shall eat of that tree, you shall certainly die." And now Satan says, oh, no, you shall not die." But then he continues. And he says, God knows, God knows that the very day you eat of that tree, you shall be like God, you shall be like God, discerning good and evil. And, while well, I said it with my words, there's something God doesn't want to give to you. There's something good for you, and God doesn't give it to you. Can this be a good God? Can that be a loving God who withholds something from you that is good? And that is the deception here. He deceives Eve concerning the goodness or, and, and the love of God. And that is very dangerous, and that is what he's still doing today. Satan hates it when we trust in a good God that gives good, good things. And as children of God who believe in the God of the Bible, he deceives us also in believing that God is not good. And hence, the warning of James, Do not be deceived, beloved brethren. Every good gift, every perfect gift, comes from above, from the Father of lights. But here Satan succeeds. Eve sees, she takes, she eats. And the catastrophe is perfect. Not only for Eve and Adam, but the whole of mankind. Because with sin disobedience sin came into the world and hence death came into the world and everybody dies because we have all sinned let us stay a little bit i would would like to stay a little bit more here and and try to explain from the word of god what happened here and we need to go a little bit back to the time of creation god created this world And he created in a perfect way. At the end of the days when he created this world, he says, everything was very good. And he created man. He created the Garden of Eden. And he put man into the Garden of Eden. Man was the representative of God on earth. Man had a purpose. Man had a responsibility. And there was work to be done for man. And there was blessing. God says, of every tree in the garden thou shalt eat. It's there for you. That's my blessing to you. A perfect world and there's everything. There's life, vitality, everything that you need for, for a good life. There's plenty and everything you need. You shall eat everything. And that is, that, that is the blessing that God gives. I see, a good God gives good things. And but what we need to understand now is that when God gives a blessing, He always gives it um, in a certain area, in a, in a certain, or, or, but, uh, with limitations, right? Um, that is a principle we find in Scripture. For the people of Israel, they were blessed even in a, with geographical borders in the land of Israel, Canaan. That is the promised land that God gave to his earthly people, and within these geographical borders there could enjoy God's blessing in harmony with God himself. Which was true for Israel in a geographical sense is also true for us and throughout the history of mankind in a spiritual and a moral sense. God's blessing always are limited or restricted to a certain area. There are boundaries which we must not overstep. And God here gives blessing in a circle. In a, I, I call it the circle of blessing. Within this circle, if, if man stays within this circle of blessing, everything is okay. There's God and everything that he gives. He's a giving God who delights in giving. And we can enjoy what he gives, the blessings that he gives, in harmony with God. And hence there's love, there's joy, there's life. But then Satan comes into the picture. And what does Satan try? He tries to deceive us into crossing the border, into um, leaving the circle of blessing and seek for blessing, for something that is good, beyond that circle. And that is exactly what Satan did with Eve. God has said, you shall eat of every tree of the in the in the garden, but of the tree of the goodness uh, of of sorry of the knowledge of good and uh, evil, thou shalt not eat. The very day thou shalt eat of this, or the very day you eat of that tree, you shall surely, s- certainly die. Sorry for that. And now Satan deceives Eve. She sees, she takes, she eats, and she crosses. That boundary, that limitation of blessing, and she gets into the area where Satan is the giver, so to say, where he's in charge, and where everything is connected with sin, rebellion, disobedience, and hence with destruction and death. There is no life, there's death when we cross that border which God has given. And that is exactly happening here in, with Eve and, and Adam as well. And that happens every time when Satan approaches even us today and, and tempts us. He's the tempter. He's the deceiver. He's the liar from the beginning. And he tries to deceive us in doubting the goodness of God, as he did with Eve, so he does today. And he does that in many ways. Let me just give you one example when we, for example, talk about marriage. God has given marriage. He has given sexuality, and we can enjoy sexuality within marriage. But now Satan has deceived man into seeking what is good for himself beyond the boundaries of marriage. And what do people do today? We can observe it almost every day. We seek to fulfill our desires, our cravings, beyond the boundaries of marriage. We explore our sexuality uh, before marriage, next to marriage, in all forms and perversions. That is where Satan has deceived us. And that is only one example. That is where he tempts us. And... This is also something we as Christians have to deal with. Satan also deceives us concerning the goodness of God. Is that really a good God? A good God that withholds all that things that seemingly are so good to you for you? Why is there so much worldliness in our lives? Why is there so much worldliness or why does worldliness have so much room in the life of the believers? Is it not because we seek good things beyond the boundaries that God has given us? We seek good things, blessings, disconnected from God. We seek good things in the world. But let, let us listen to the words of the Apostle John, which he, he, where he warns us in, in 1 John chapter 2. And he says in verse fifteen, "...do not love the world or the things in the world." If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. And that is a solemn warning for us. We cannot enjoy the things of the world and the the things in the world and simultaneously enjoy the Father's love. The two are contradicting each other. Either we enjoy for a time, for a season, the things of the world, but then we cannot enjoy the Father's love. Why not? For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world and the Satan, the great deceiver. He is the prince of this world, and every everything in this world obeys him. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. How many times? Have we already found out that Satan deceived us into something? He causes us to accept that this is good for us, that there is something that is desirable for us, that is good for us. But what did we find afterwards? We found that this was not good for us. It only brought us death and destruction. And that is always the case with sin sin always brings death and destruction it destroys and satan is a destroyer but he doesn't tell us so he does not tell us if he deceives us he does not tell us that the road we are going down is a road that leads to destruction no he will tell us you will be like god knowing good and evil like he did with eve and so he said you will be like this and this you will enjoy this and that but he doesn't tell you the destruction this will bring but God is a good God Satan hasn't changed in his ways but God hasn't changed either and do we need more proofs that God actually is a good God we have already thought about uh, creation and creation proves the goodness of God but the greatest gift is the one that we see in the gift of the Son. that God proved that he is a giver God, and he delights in giving, and he gave the very best. For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son. Only begotten means one of a kind, there is no second one like him. And we read that the Father loved the Son, and he gave that Son for us. And I think it's always very touching, if we go to Romans chapter verse 32 there we read he who did not spare his own son but delivered him up for us all how shall he not with him also freely give us all things God is a giver God and he has given his son his only begotten son more he could not give less he was not willing to give but he gave him and once and since he has given his beloved son everything else he gives as well he is a giving God he gave us his son and in, in 2 Corinthians, I just want to read, uh, I think Paul says, 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 9, let me quickly open this, or so then I quote it correctly. He says, he speaks of uh, the inconceivable gift of God. Give me a minute. Chapter 9, verse 15. He says, thanks be to God for his indescribable gifts, or indescribable gift. It is really indescribable. But God, as a giver God, does not stop there. He has given us his Holy Spirit. The Lord says to the woman at the well, if thou knowest the gift of God, and he who it is, and the one that that speaks to you, that would have asked him and he would have given and so on and he speaks about the gift of the holy spirit as the power of the new life that god has given us god gives or has given us the holy spirit in john chapter 17 the lord says i have given to them your word we have the bible in our hands the word of god that is life to us that is food to us that we can read about god who he is we already touched upon the, uh, that that outside the circle of blessing, if we leave that there's death. And God says, the very day you shall eat of that tree you shall surely die and the New Testament says uh, Romans 6:23 that the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God in Christ Jesus is eternal life. God gives us eternal life in the lord jesus christ that is we can enjoy a life in harmony with god again isn't that wonderful and i just want quickly i want to jump to ephesians chapter one and you see in ephesians chapter one it says that we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies in christ jesus and see, what is so remarkable here is that God really presents himself as a giver God who delights to give. He not only gives us what is necessary, that is forgiveness of sins, no, he gives far beyond that. He really opens his heart to us and shows us that he has much more in store for us to bless us. You see, God could have given us a A place back in the Garden of Eden. He could have made us angels, like angels. No, he he desired to make us children of God. That is one spiritual blessing that we can enjoy, that we are sons of God, that we have the Holy Spirit. I said that already. And many other spiritual blessings. There is not one spiritual blessing in the heavenlies that God hasn't given us in the Lord Jesus Christ. We all possess them already. But the question is, do we know them? Have we made them our own? Do we personally own them? That I study those blessings? That I know what God is giving? Do I know the gifts of God? See, that is so important. Why? Because if I don't study what God is giving, if I don't have desire to know what is God, what, all the gifts of God, I don't get to know the giver. That's, that's something that needs to happen, from the gift to the giver. And then I don't know the giver. God is the giver of every good gift. That is what James says. Every good gift and every perfect gift comes from above, from the Father of lights. Every good gift. And he delights in giving. But I need to know the giver. And I get to know the giver if I study what he's giving. But if I don't, Satan... We are an easy prey for Satan when he comes to deceive us about the goodness of God. Then he questions us. Is God really good? Is that really a good God? if he doesn't give you this or this or that. But then we should answer and say, No, Satan, get away. He is a good God and he gives good good things at the right time, at the right place, in the right manner, in the right form, and most of all, in harmony with himself. Satan, get away. Take a look at the cross. There he did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for all of us. He is the gift of God. He has given us all these spiritual blessings. No, I trust God, that He's a good God. And this is, this becomes very practical in our everyday life, that we really trust God, that He is a good God and gives every good gift and every perfect gift. And he, this comes from above, from the Father of lights. And there's no shadow of change and no variation. He's still the same. He stays the same. And may it be that we learn that lesson, that we are alert, that we tr- uh, that, that Satan is deceiving us into questioning the goodness of god may we learn to trust him more and more day by day that god is good and that he gives every good gift and every perfect uh, gift and that we also thank him for what he has given us and that from the gifts that we have received and that we enjoy we get to the giver himself get to know him more closely and once again i want to say give him thanks most of all. For the gift of his only begotten son.